Alright, three, two, one. Hello everyone, this is Azizi Podcast and we're back after uh, a long hiatus for about a couple months. Uh, with me today is my new friend that I met at one of the international meetups in Toronto, Canada, uh, Dhruv Sharma. How's it going, man? Going great, Samir. Yeah, so uh, I'm very excited that you came over. Uh, this is uh, it's pretty cool because it's in English. I usually do it in Russian. Yeah. And so it's uh, I'm a little you know I'm I'm a little nervous, but I feel like we're gonna be fine. So. One hundred percent. And uh, this is my first time doing something like this as well. Never right. done a podcast before. And so in the mic. So I'm very like. It's amazing that you called me and gave, gave me this. Yeah, man, you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, I usually go to these meetups with international people just to, yeah. you know, uh, just to meet people because I'm new in this town and uh, uh, I don't know a lot of people. So I try to get out there. I try to meet new people. And there's this cool app called Meetup. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just go there and I see there's like this international thing going on. And yeah. I usually go to check it out. And yeah, you know, I've met, met a lot of folks and they're all pretty cool, pretty interesting. Everyone has their own story. Everyone is a foreigner. Yeah. Not everyone, but like a lot of them. You most know? of them. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see that you're not the only one who's sort of, you know, going through this process, right, of assimilation, of immigration. There's like a bunch of people going through the same thing. Right. And a lot of them going, uh, you know, struggling even more yeah. than you are. So it's, uh, you know, then you're feeling sort of blessed. Yeah. That uh, in in the position that you are most of the time, but just that that sort of common goal is uh, is yeah. pretty cool. What do you think? No, yeah, we're so blessed uh, that we're living in Toronto because say you were living somewhere else, Hamilton, Cambridge, any other city, you know, uh, they don't have stuff like meetups. Mm -hmm. Usually, there's like one meetup in a month. It's not very vibrant. Mm -hmm. So say you're living in one of those other cities, uh, apart from Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto, there's nothing much you can do as a new immigrant. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a bit, if, if you're by yourself, it can get a bit lonely because where would you meet people? Because mm -hmm. meetups are a good way to meet people because everyone's come there to talk to you. Right. And the, yeah. you know what the, the cool thing, but not the cool thing, but like I see people coming all over like places like Mississauga and yeah. like just yeah, to go yeah. to that meetup in downtown. And, yeah. and I just had to take like the streetcar for like five minutes <laughs> to go there. So right. like for me not to go to such meetups where people are really investing their time, like an hour, like two hours yeah, yeah. per evening just to get there and go back home. Like I feel like I have to go, you know, I have to, because it's just, so it's just there and this opportunity is just there. So tell you something interesting. So I did, uh, I, I used to live in Hamilton. I lived in Hamilton for about two and a half, three years. Mm -hmm. I came to Canada in 2016. Mm -hmm. And so all of my friends were in Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, so I used to come uh, downtown Toronto every Saturday. Every yeah. Saturday and Sunday. So how was that? Because I recently took a trip to Hamilton yeah. last weekend just to check it out. Yeah, I took a freaking train yeah. for like an hour, and then I had to take a bus for half an hour yeah. just to get there. Yeah, how did you get there? Well, you probably have a car. I, I have a car, but before I had a car, um, I used to take the bus. So Hamilton mm -hmm. is pretty well connected. Mm -hmm. uh, you have Hamilton Go buses, okay. and they have express buses every 35 minutes you get from Union Station. Got it. Hamilton is a very nice city I to live it. in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. A lot of people sort of shit on Hamilton. I don't know why. They, they do shit on Hamilton, and... I had people who were staying in Brampton, Mississauga. They were like, Hamilton's dirty, Hamilton's this and that. I for really, me, it was a very, like, yeah. I don't know, like... It had city. culture. It had culture. It, it had, had a style. It has a style. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the red brick, this very industrial, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, it's it's nice. Like, I like that. It's, there's something in it, you know, so... Have you heard about people investing in Hamilton, like, in their real estate? And I have, I have. And it's, it's going to really go up like crazy. Yeah. Because... If you see around Toronto, there's not much place left. Right. And Mississauga, Brampton, they're all pretty much tapped out. And there's land available, but yeah. it's so expensive. Uh, yeah. You can't really afford it. Hamilton, even though it's not too far, mm -hmm. it's about, with no traffic, it's about 45 minutes mm -hmm. drive. Yeah. With traffic, it takes about 60, 60 Yeah, which is not minutes. that bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I spent a lot of time in Los Angeles and just in California in general. Yeah. And uh, 45 minutes, it's by like... Their standards is nothing, and nothing. here, I don't know how fear people feel about it, but it's yeah. it's doable, you know, it's, yeah. it's tolerable. Oh no, I used to like people commute not from Hamilton, even mm. from Cambridge every day. Hold on a second, I I see that we have a. All right, so we were yeah. talking about Hamilton, and yeah. and that the real estate is really vi vibrant there, mm. and uh, 
I don't know. A lot of, uh, not a lot, but like people that I talk to, they, they sort of look at Hamilton as an opportunity. It is. It is. Especially uh, if you've been to Dundas, Ancaster. Mm-hmm. Those places are so, the houses are so nice. Mm-hmm. It's right by the countryside. So you have a bit of both. You have mm-hmm. the urban, urban concrete jungle like Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And then you have the countryside. So you can just, it's a five minute drive. You can just get out in the countryside and feel mm-hmm. like you're... You're in the middle of, you know, the, f- the fields, you know, everything, farms. Uh, so it's, it's amazing. Uh, Why were you in Hamilton? Uh, I, I went to school there in Hamilton, at McMaster right. University. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So that's where you got your master university, right? That's right. Masters in McMasters. Master in McMaster. <laughs> nice, nice. Wait, so uh, how, how did you, like, did you go to, like, a bachelor? Did you get your bachelor's in Canada as well, or how did that work? No, I got my bachelor's uh, back home, so bachelor's and master's, mm-hmm. uh, and then I came to Canada in 2016. Back home, that's in... Uh, that, that's India. India. Yes. Where, where in India are you from? Uh, so I'm from uh, uh, Delhi, Delhi, mm-hmm. Chandigarh. So Chandigarh is uh, north of Delhi. It's from where the mountains start. Oh, cool. So it's a pretty cool place. So, nice, nice. Uh, so I did my master uh, bachelor's like down south. Then worked for a bit, did my uh, master's in economics from mm-hmm. Chandigarh, mm-hmm. worked for a, uh, worked for a year more, mm-hmm. and then uh, came to do my MBA in Canada. Very cool. Okay, yeah. so then you, how, how did you decide to go to Canada? Uh, honestly, one of the major considerations was that I was considering Australia and the, U- the States as well, uh-huh. but um, with the States, there's a big problem, and, and I think you would know about that, that once you complete your degree... You're they not, kick you out. They kick you out <laughs> unless you get the lottery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's quite a system they have. Yeah, but, you know it is. It is what it is. So you know, once you spend about two to three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you don't really want to be kicked out because then, uh, then you can't recover that money. Yeah. Because other, like, say, say I do my MBA, go back to India, mm-hmm. they won't pay me the same amount of money. Exactly. For doing the same job, there's a eight to nine times difference. It's quite, a, it's quite yeah. a like a paradox I'd say like you yeah. go abroad to study but you own, like you're really going abroad to like actually immigrate like you're because again like yeah. once you get your education like there's really zero motivation to go back home like, yeah. for just purely for economical reasons yeah, yeah, right yeah. so you know I just noticed like my headphones are blue and my shirt is blue and your, yours is white and white okay. we have matching <laughs> colors here 100% yeah um, but yeah okay so then you decided to go to Canada yeah cool uh, and it was that was what 2016 you said 2016 yes and yeah so immigration as you said was one of the key reasons why i decided to come to canada because it's all about protecting your investment i Mm -hmm. spend about a hundred thousand dollars to do my mba Mm -hmm. and if if like getting to stay back in canada and just working here Mm -hmm. ensures that i can just make back Mm -hmm. or you know, just just not have my money go wasted because right. if I go back to India, they they'll say, okay, it's great, you have a Canadian degree, mm-hmm. and that doesn't matter much to us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So you have two master's degrees and a bachelor degree. I have two master's degrees. Nice, and and it's a master's in what? It's in economics. In McMaster? No, no, no. That's uh, that's back home. Right, yeah. right. What about McMaster? I have an MBA in marketing, so oh, it's nice. a specialization in marketing. Cool. How did you decide to get in that major? I always wanted to do an, uh, do an MBA uh-huh. and marketing was my, uh, because I have worked previously in marketing as well, uh-huh. marketing research and sales. Uh-huh. That was a logical step up. But looking back, I'm not sure if it was the right Yeah, what do you think idea. you should have done? I should have done finance. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why is that? Just the jobs, man. Like, okay. Uh, finance has, uh, especially McMaster, you have... Co-ops, you can get a e- easily a co-op in RPC, CIBC. Mm-hmm. There's so many more options. Mm-hmm. And Toronto is very finance-centric. Mm-hmm. Uh, marketing does have jobs, but those jobs, uh, usually the, st- the starting trajectory I- isn't that good. So it's uh, like the logical decision, the mm-hmm. smart decision is to do a finance right, specialization. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're the computer science, like a lot of doing that because yeah. like this Toronto is like getting this like this is like a startup hub. Like yeah. Google, Google is moving more and more people here. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I feel like it's only the beginning for Toronto in, in, yeah. in the terms of, of like just the tech, you know, 
and it's getting all the symptoms of a tech city overpriced houses and yeah, everything else yeah exactly it's getting there <laughs> yeah that's kind of like and that, and that sucks right so yeah. but I, i'm glad that they have all this rent control in place for yeah. for things like this but ultimately i feel like it's a good thing because uh you know the purchasing power of the consumer in the city will increase because you know the bigger salaries from tech and all of that it, but, but at the same time they're all moving here because everyone's getting like you know the salaries are less than in, in the silicon valley i would yeah, say yeah. by like 40 percent but then that uh, just pushes people out who are not in tech because right. they're not getting those salaries, right? Right, right, exactly. So the increase in salaries is only for people working in tech and those startups mm-hmm, and with mm-hmm. the crazy investor money. Not like, you know, most tech companies, startups don't make a profit. It's only of because of the angel investors yeah, yeah, yeah. get pumped up. So, uh, yeah, like the city has to do something about uh, the rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything and they are they have done it because right. they have rent control in the city right right yeah. which is which is good i guess yeah. you know if, if you're a tenant not not that good if you once you get a house it's great but just getting inside the doors mm-hmm. uh i have an example so there's one one guy like i don't know him so he uh, rented a, ha- a condo like 10 years back mm-hmm. uh his rent is still 1200 dollars Mm-hmm. Whereas rent now for that place is twenty five hundred. Yeah, he didn't leave the place, so he just kept like two percent increase every year yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. He's still at twelve hundred dollars mm-hmm. in downtown Toronto. <laughs> right, amazing. right, and and I think that's that's common too. Yeah, and and I don't know. I'm thinking, what do you think about this real estate deal here? I mean, everyone's so excited, everyone's so confident, and yeah. uh, I mean, it definitely makes sense to buy a condo rather than you know uh, renting it out for like twenty one hundred, twenty two hundred, twenty five hundred. Look, I think the market is pretty overheated. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, on the same side, if Canada was just like any other country, mm-hmm. then the market would have gone down. But the thing is, the caveat is that Canada receives so many immigrants. Mm-hmm. And because of all those immigrants, the property, like, there's always demand. Yeah. Even with these prices, people are willing to buy stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, and plus all the money coming from China, mm-hmm. like people buy these houses as an investment because they know it'll go up. Right. And they want to get money out of China, invest in property here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in any other, like Australia is a good example. Australia was also similar to Canada mm-hmm. up until recently. They what used to happened? take in a lot of immigrants uh-huh. and... It used to be exactly like Canada, like carbon copy of Canada. Okay. But then they did some restrictions on immigration, made it very tough. Okay. And now the demand has fallen for the demand for new housing has fallen. I see. And you have seen a twenty about a twenty percent decline in prices in Sydney, Melbourne. Right now, they're going through an economic slump right now. So a similar similar black swan for Canada would be some sort of a conservative leadership coming in power in the Canadian government and restricting the immigration. Yeah, yeah. Restricting immigration would be one of the few ways that you could stop this uh, economy because Canadian economy isn't increasing at all. Right. It's only because of immigration. They're, the GDP growth is almost nothing. Mm-hmm. It's only because of immigration that they're still... We're just bringing our money here. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about it? Like, about Canada? Well, if you were an, an economist, like working with the Canadian government, yeah. like what's uh, what's the outlook here? I'd say, man, just keep on, uh, inc- like keep up with the immigration because that seems to be mm-hmm. just supporting the Canadian economy. But my advice would be that when you come to Canada, like just give them some restrictions that because everyone's coming to the GTA, mm-hmm. it's getting overcrowded. Right. But GTA it, is the Greater Toronto area. Yeah, it's from know. it's from Oshawa like mm-hmm. to the west, mm-hmm. up until Burlington to the east, right, mm-hmm. and north. Uh, I think Richmond until Richmond Hill. Mm-hmm. Everyone's coming here, right? If you could have some restrictions, okay, make immigration like keep immigration easy, mm-hmm. but just tell them, oh, you like for the first two years, mm-hmm. you have to live in Cambridge or somewhere outside or earlier Owen Sound, like. So that right. because all those places, they also would help. They also would local benefit. Economies. Local The local economy would also benefit apart from GTA. Because mm-hmm. if you go outside the GTA, it's empty. Mm-hmm. There's uh, It doesn't have much going on. Mm-hmm. So with more people in those areas, like Ontario, like Ontario is so much more than just the GTA. It's a mm-hmm. massive state. It's bigger than France, Germany. Yeah. Like it's, it's the area is just 
is tremendous. So if you could have people, or not not even in Ontario, even in Saskatchewan, just give them the permit for Saskatchewan, like mm-hmm. like some caveats. First three years you gotta live here, for and after that you're free to move. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, it's something to really consider. I, I feel like this idea has you know good ground. Yeah, because right now this this is unsustainable because people are not happy. Mm-hmm. The the local uh, Canadian citizens they're not mm-hmm. very happy right now with mm-hmm. so much immigration. Do you think there is an organic sort of spread out uh, from the GTA once they understand like the new immigrants like oh like this is like not what I expected. There's a lot of people, a lot of competition. Maybe I should like move out somewhere. Does this happen at all? Uh, no, this doesn't happen. It, Most immigrants just, we just stay, stay here. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because uh, the funny thing about Toronto is that which I don't like is they have a lot of enclaves in the city. So by enclaves, I mean you have certain areas where there's just uh, Eastern Europeans living. There's certain areas where just like the Indian mm-hmm. Indian population lives. Mm-hmm. There's certain areas where just the Chinese population lives. So anyone coming from that, those countries, mm-hmm. just go there. Uh-huh. Yeah. To, those, to those like secluded communities where it's it's mostly like ethnic based yeah so it's like an ethnic based community mm-hmm. so that's not really good for a country mm-hmm. like you should uh you know there should be more mm-hmm. so say someone living in uh for say brampton where a lot of indians live mm-hmm. you can even get by without speaking english mm-hmm. yeah because there's so many indians living there you, right so it like it doesn't uh so you know like that's why anyone coming from uh, any of those countries mm-hmm. they'll just go there so they have no incentive to move outside the they'll right, just right. outside toronto they'll just uh they'll just come there yeah i never experienced that like i was always wondering how it is to be like in a community like you are actually in a foreign country but everyone around you is like from your background and yeah. at least speaks your language yeah. like i can't imagine living like in I don't know what used to be Brighton Beach, for example, for Russians, and yeah. uh, or I don't know if there's a community like that. I know there's a lot of Ukrainians here, but I, I don't know. It's it's not like that for Russian speakers, I would say. But yeah, I was always wondering, but because sometimes you're like, ah, oh, like I'm kind of tired. I want to like speak my language or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there there is some some sort of a level of support when you're in. Social. There is a level of support, but uh, then you're not really challenging yourself. You're not really going out of your comfort zone. Right. Right. Uh, I think you know who yeah. it's it's great for like for immigrants who bring their elderly parents here. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like that's the huge challenge for elderly yeah. who uh, who just who are immigrating here is like that socializing aspect, yeah. right? Especially if there's a language barrier. Yeah, because if the elderly parents come, they won't go to a meetup to meet people. Right? Exactly, <laughs> which yeah. is actually a good yeah. idea. Maybe should be an app for that. Yeah, yeah. app for uh, <laughs> meetups for elderly people. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because they honestly have nothing to do. That's yeah. why they. They have to go, say you're from China, you have to go to Markham because, you know, mm-hmm. like if, if again, your English isn't is, is great. It, is that like where statistically a lot of Chinese, Chinese Mandarin speakers? Yeah, Markham. Okay, cool. Markham. See, like, I don't know all this stuff. Like, you, you know, all this like <laughs> geo, geo stuff. Yeah, I've been living here for about like almost four years. So nice. you, you pick some stuff up. Cool, cool. So, how was your master's degree? Like, what's uh, was it challenging for you? Was it a piece of cake? You know, what's uh, um, it was it was because McMaster is a good school, right? It's, it's a like... good school, and MBA is supposed to be. So, the thing with MBA yeah. is that it's it's not really tough. Like, the subjects aren't really tough. Yeah, they just give you a lot of work. Right. It's just the quantity of work mm-hmm. that's what makes it challenging. Mm-hmm. But the the difficulty level itself mm-hmm. isn't isn't very high. So it's just like a lot of work mm-hmm. and it's like, go, go, go. It's you know, what was my favorite thing when I did my MBA. Yeah. We had this freaking class where it was a competition. So we had, to, we had a virtual company. It was a uh-huh. shoe company. Right. And you had four different regions, regions around the world and you had different like statistical factors. Yeah. And every week you had like, uh, you had like to tweak some things, some statisticals, mm-hmm. like increase output, decrease quality, increase marketing, like stuff like that, like fire people, increase salary stuff. Right. Like you have to like tweak all those statistical things right. and then the machine would sort of like, you know, run its algorithm yeah. and then it will spit out this result in terms of how much sales you've done. And then everyone else does the same thing. Right. And so, at the end of the week, like, you're just, you know, comparing the results, yeah. like, publicly. Yeah. And so, you're just competing based on sales, based on your decisions as a CEO that you've done. Yeah. That was the best thing ever because I got <laughs> so competitive at this. And, you know, it was exciting because there's a lot of choices and the interface was cool. 
Um, but that was, I think that was the most like favorite thing of mine. I had a similar thing. It was an airline simulation. So you were running an airline business, uh-huh. buying aircraft and stuff like that. Oh, that was pretty cool. So, okay. and then you could see that, you know, w- you. what's happening. McMaster, McMaster doesn't mess around. Um, we're just selling sure shoes doesn't. in Cal State. You guys are. <laughs> we, we sell uh, aircraft, airline, you know, yeah. so. But you. Okay, cool, cool. Nice. Did you get any connections? Like I know the MBA is really great for connections and like yeah, networking. That's, honestly, MBA is... The point of MBA is networking. That's what they right. teach you in MBA, and that's what they like, focus on. Like, okay, just network, make as many connections right. as possible. Um, it's great for networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, I didn't make full use of that, to be honest. <laughs> Why not? You're not like as social. No, I was just in my own thing. So you know, when I came here, yeah. I was uh, doing part-time work as well. Mm-hmm. I used to work in McDonald's just to support. Oh, nice. So the school was Monday to Friday. How was it, by the way, working in McDonald's? Actually, you have a master's degree in economics in India. Like, what's? Uh, no, it's did, fine. Did you have like, to overstep yourself? Like, no, like, no, 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 not at all. Like for me, every job is. Uh huh. No work is like beneath me. Every every job, like work is work. Right. It doesn't matter. So. I, I'll do anything. I'll clean the floors. I'll do whatever. It honestly doesn't matter to me. It's not like a matter yeah. of pride to me. Oh, you know, I, I remember I was yeah. doing IT support for $9 an hour yeah. uh, at my university because I couldn't work off campus. Mm-hmm. So I was doing my MBA and working and, and get, like getting $9 for, I was yeah. like, I don't know, but yeah, money's money. You gotta, you know, money's you gotta money. make your rent. So, yeah, yeah. and yeah, so McDonald's is tough work though. It's, oh, yeah? uh, it's, it's non-stop. What were you doing? Were you like flipping burgers? Like what's I was that? flipping burgers. Damn. Flipping burgers, making fries. That makes for a great story. Like you have, you will have like a great biography, like <laughs> just based on that. Like yeah. You know. Uh huh. But honestly, in Canada, most people have worked in McDonald's at some point point of time. Oh yeah, I mean, it's especially for Canadians, like yeah. local people, like Americans, like all of them works in those fast food chains. Like that's yeah. like a like a thing for for them, you know, but. We always come here with like this education and all of yeah. that. Like we go to school. Like for me, like it was a huge step. Like to to do like to to actually how it happened. I was I was earning twenty bucks per hour uh-huh. before that. After my bachelor's, I was doing like I was working two jobs, but I was doing bookkeeping services. But then mm-hmm. I went to grad school mm-hmm. and I couldn't work anymore only right. on campus, and right. they couldn't offer me anything but the nine dollars per hour. So yeah. for me, it was just like fuck. Like I should like so like this like sort of step back and ups. Like that's that's where like for me it was like a lot of mental struggle. But right. um, but yeah, overall. You know, um, I think it was worth it because just just based on experience, you know, yeah. this is where I talk to like learn to talk to people, teach them stuff. You know, I, I talk to a lot of professors, academia, fix their computers, stuff like that. Hundred percent. Yeah. So that was actually a beneficial thing. Yeah. So yeah. So because of I used to work overnights in McDonald's, Saturdays mm-hmm. and Sundays, mm-hmm. uh, ten p.m. to six a.m. Right. So there wasn't much time left for, uh-huh. I never used to go out on Saturdays and Sundays and the rest of the times were like for gym and stuff. Uh-huh. Evenings, gym, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, McDonald's. Right. So I didn't really make much use of uh, what you say, the networking, right. you know, going out. Who were your classmates like in general? Like what, what kind of profession they came from? They, they probably all were working as well, mostly, right? Mostly, surprisingly, most people doing uh, MBA right now are engineers or science background. Right. Yeah. Uh, were they all older folks? Like in my class, there's a lot of older folks. I they mean, were, by older, I mean like over 40, I would say. Like they were older 40. folks. So I was doing full-time MBA. I didn't uh-huh. have a co-op program. Right. So anyone doing MBA, I would highly suggest doing a co-op program, not a full-time. Mm-hmm. Because co-op, they give you... Uh, work is part of your MBA. So you yeah, I see a lot of job postings with co-op. Yeah, yeah. Like Maple Leafs do this all the time. I'm like, what the hell is co-op? How do I get in? <laughs> <laughs> so co-op is essentially you you study for four months. Yeah. And then you work for four months, and then four months study, four months work. Uh-huh. So you're getting experience, Canadian experience, as right. you do your MBA, right? Right. And it's very beneficial. So right. As soon as you're done MBA, you can you get a good job because you already have experience, right. and it's mostly in one of those co-ops that you get a very good job. Nice. Um, Full time, you don't get any such. Uh-huh. It, it it finishes earlier, of course, because mm-hmm. there's no work component. Yeah. So once you uh, finish your grad school, like what was that like like for you? Like what's were you like? Okay, I have a plan. Did you have a plan established? Uh, yeah. So once I finished my grad school, so my thing was, well, yeah, like one thing I didn't tell you, uh, I did in my grad school, I went for an exchange. 
what is like to another country to another country yes oh wow okay for, for uh five months nice where did you go uh, i went to france wow yeah it all comes back to france in my life i don't know why anyways <laughs> so what's uh so uh, the how was I, that reason i brought it up was that i would suggest any like anyone who has a chance to go on exchange just uh-huh. just go it just opens up your mind so much even though you already you already are because i had an opportunity to go to china yeah and i didn't go but you're <laughs> saying like even if because i was already a foreigner i was like i don't need your experience like yeah. i'm already experiencing what you're experiencing <laughs> oh yeah no but Again, you know, traveling is oh, yeah. the single best thing you can do. Like yeah, it's, that'd be great it, to it go. It teaches you more than uh, any education you can get. Yeah, yeah. Like, so how was it? Where did you go? Uh, I was. I used to stay in Marseille. Uh huh. So I, I, I went to. I went to Spain. I lived. I lived in Switzerland, Germany, uh-huh. Czech Republic. I went to Monaco. I went to Italy. Right. Uh, it was Prague. Uh huh. But like you said, basically, like we, we were based in France. I was basically. What did friend. you do? Did you do like classes or like was it like a classes. factory? No, no, classes. So four months was just. Uh-huh. I was doing a semester abroad essentially. Was it like with? The, it was very easy. Was it like with French people? It was with French people. Yes. Nice. Um, so how was that? Like, did you did you find any friends there? How was the? No, not French people. Not French. You don't. You're not friends with French people. No, because uh, French people they only they only speak in French. Uh huh. So. Uh, Usually, if you don't speak French, you don't really interact a lot with French people. So I was mostly friends with like, other Europeans. So French people don't speak English. They do speak English, but uh, they'd rather speak in French, I like in, in France, which is understandable. It's your country; like, you want to speak in French. Uh-huh. Um, so you know all the international. Like, there's a lot of international students from Germany. From Norway, Denmark, mm-hmm. Italy, Spain. So we all just hung out together. Like, cool, cool. People. Nice. Did you pick up on French at all? Not at all. Not a single word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I know. Tr- I'm trying to study it right now. Bonjour. I know bonjour. Yeah, bonjour and, you know, go after yourself. So, uh, that's that's <laughs> so why. So why. Yeah, I have yet to check, check it out. But yeah. I don't know. I'm hearing all these crazy stories about how French people are, you know, not friendly. And no, I'm no, no. They are, <laughs> it's not like that. It's just that if you speak French, they are friendly. Uh-huh. But if you don't speak French, they don't They don't care. Okay, so you have to deserve their friendliness. You have to deserve their friendliness by speaking French. Got it. Yeah. Okay, well, that's what I'm hearing too. Well, you know, I'm getting there. Uh, but isn't it the same thing? You come to Canada and say you're in Toronto and you yeah. don't speak English. Yeah. Do you think anyone's going to be friendly with you? Well, I think so that's the point like that's what i'm hearing about france is like if you're going in going to france and mm. i don't i don't think it's if it's like just english in particular or just any other language but they're yeah. like all pissed off because you're speaking english to them yeah but like in, in kazakhstan america yeah. toronto i don't know if you speak other language and you're trying to get some help yeah um but anyways i feel mm. like it's fine you know you can just sort of explain on fingers but anyways yeah. you know forget about that it's uh-huh. uh, i'm just curious about yeah. france because you know, I'm I'm meeting a lot of French people, and uh, my neighbors are French. Yeah. Um, they invited me to their like they are actually very friendly to me. Yeah. Look. And uh, and that's why I'm like a little bit confused about the whole thing, like about mm. the stereotypes. And yeah. I guess what I'm realizing is that not everyone is the same. Yeah. Uh, like my my neighbors upstairs, they're so friendly, they're so welcoming, and you know, I'm I'm really grateful. Like you know, they're just like yeah, come chill with us. Like hey. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's so nice of them. Yeah. See, so it's. Yeah. Yeah. So how was um. So you you did that for four months, yeah. and then you came back. Yeah. Like, were you thinking about like, okay, I need to, I need to have a plan. I need to like look for jobs now. Like, what are we what are you looking yeah, for? Yeah, uh, yeah. So my my thing was I have to get a job as soon as so as soon as possible. Like before. So that was my thing. I have to have a job before I graduate because mm-hmm. I didn't want to have the situation where I am graduated. I'm still working at McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So I just got onto that. And I did, like, I was one of the first people to get a job, uh, mm-hmm. but How, that was a mistake. Where were you looking for it? So I was looking for something in marketing. Which, uh, which websites did you use? Uh, Indeed, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but with, uh, and the McMaster, Network, the job, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the website. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but that was a mistake on my part. Why? Because I was happy to get whatever came first instance so mm-hmm. whatever came my way i just accepted the first job that came okay and i didn't choose well what what happened what did you choose 
I choose uh, chose to work for Enterprise, uh, the car rental company. They're oh yeah, the I have biggest, some friends working there. Yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. Uh, car. They're like they're massive. They're twenty one billion dollar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with revenue, they're in ninety one countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just way overqualified for that job. God, what did you do there? So I used to. I, I was in their management program, mm-hmm. management development program. Mm-hmm. As part of the program, you have to start from the bottom as a management trainee. Right. And you're essentially doing everything. Like, even when you're a assistant manager, you're doing mm-hmm. the same stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to clean cars as well. You have to pick people up, drop them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to rent cars. So I was renting cars. Right. But that was the part of the deal, right? To become a manager. That's a part of the deal to become a manager. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but you felt like, okay, like you could no, you could Especially done. after doing two masters, I don't think that yeah. was... Uh, I feel you. Yeah. So and that that's on me, not on enterprise. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew I knew before going in, right? And I just took the first. I didn't I didn't want to wait, or I just took okay it's the first opportunity. I just took it, mm-hmm. and yeah, that set me back quite a bit because then you know at first when you join a new job, you're very excited. You don't think right. about yeah for six seven months, mm-hmm. and then it started to you know like. Being overqualified for any job is the worst feeling ever. So it, mm. it can't last. So my advice is just, you know, just <laughs> not, be, not, not be, be over- picky. Be picky. Yeah, be picky. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. your first job because that sets you up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for, you know. It's it's funny because like it, there's different philosophies about that. A lot yeah. of people say like, well, for your first job, just, you know, just don't be too picky. Just get whatever, get in that workforce and do your thing. But uh, only if it's your first job ever. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of thoughts going through my mind in terms yeah. of what should I prefer. And, yeah. uh, you know, coming out from California, it's uh, there's definitely a difference, you know, an yeah. economical difference uh, yeah. between between Los Angeles and Toronto. And, and yeah. so you have to, like, sort of put yourself in the mindset where you say, like, okay, this is not Los Angeles, this is not LA, like... Is it is it way cheaper? In yeah, Toronto? so yeah. so Los Angeles is more expensive, but it also pays better, right? Yeah. Toronto is pays less here, but it's also cheaper. So you have to like really get get into that mindset. It's like okay, like yeah, for Toronto, it's okay. Yeah, if you're gonna travel to Los Angeles with that kind of thing, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that it's not the best, but right. you know. Yeah. Um, but this is where you know my competitors. I feel like will kick in, and mm. and uh, I'll I'll try to beat that LA price, LA, yeah. LA salary. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And so, okay. So, uh, how long you worked there? Uh, close to two years, one wow. and a half. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I just left uh, last like December thirty first was my last day. Oh, cool! Congrats. Thank you. Nice. But so you have you know a year and a half of experience at the great corporation. I would say. I mean, it still counts for something. It does. It does. But you know, and it's a great it's a great company to work for. Right. I mean, if you, if you're all bought in, like with their thing, the work hours and everything, you can go. You can do very well. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't a good fit, you know. Right. And that's something which I feel everyone has to also see because you know, just like just like when you're dating, right? Mm-hmm. If if the two people aren't a good fit, mm-hmm. if they're not compatible, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Right. So, as a person as well, if you when you're working as an employee, mm-hmm. you have to be a good fit with the company. If you both of you aren't compatible, you know the values and everything, it it won't work out ever. Right. So me, I wasn't com- like compatible with the company. Like, mm-hmm. That's why it was. It would always have been a struggle for me to do well in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what have like what are you doing now? Like after you quit enterprise, like. I, yeah. I think that's like the juiciest part of the of our <laughs> conversations because I'm really excited to yeah. talk about that one. Yeah. So uh so while I was with Enterprise, uh-huh. I uh so I started uh so one fine day when I was working at Enterprise, mm-hmm. I met this uh director from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh how did you ha- meet him? He just came in to rent a car. Oh cool. Yeah. And then I met him and his name was Harris Goldberg. He's uh, done some movies like Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, and all oh, those. Yeah. I remember that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a VHS of that. <laughs> the Animal and, you know, all those. Uh, oh, cool. So he's, uh, he's great pals with Rob Schneider. Yeah, I, I hope uh, so. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Uh-huh. Which, so, by the way, I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, yeah, I think he was, he's done. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So I met the guy and he, he just came to rent a car. I just mm-hmm. gave him a good deal and I was just talking to him. Mm-hmm. And he told me, like, yeah, you have a good, you got, you got a good face. 
I like your cheekbones. <laughs> like your cheekbones. <laughs> uh-huh. And he said you should uh, send me send me a couple of uh, get a get some shots done of uh-huh. yourself of your face like headshots. Uh-huh. And then send them to me. Uh What did you think about that? Were you like was that crazy for you like what the hell like Yeah, because it was it was kind of the first time like and and i took him seriously cuz he was he's like a, a guy of the industry he wasn't he didn't want anything from me he was just like uh-huh. you know like just just send like think you have a good, you have a good face and stuff uh-huh. so um, i did i so i went to the photographer to uh-huh. get some headshots so done. okay so he told you that and you were like yeah i'm pretty i'm handsome <laughs> i can do the photo shoot you're yeah. like that's exactly what i needed that validation from the big guy from hollywood 100% <laughs> cool and you're like so you got you got all inspired right so that was like a special day for you oh totally special day yeah nice nice and uh, and so when did you like decide like all right i'm doing i'm following his advice would you like right away decide to do that no i did the did the headshots uh-huh um and then when i went to the photographer the photographer was like yo you could you could legit do modeling because you're very comfortable in front of the camera and you photograph well uh-huh so that was the second cue right so i mean you're all in the mbas and economies yeah. and marketing and, yeah. and blah 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 being from india with all the stereotypes you yeah. know of like doing great achieving you know dominating everything and everyone yeah um how like was that like you know and you were like all of a sudden like i'm just going to become like a media person like a, a model or an actor <laughs> like what's were you like how did you come to this no so like for me always i've been haven't been one of those you know like uh, i won't say narrow minded but i'm just very open to doing so for me it's always do because life is isn't very long so if you think oh you shouldn't have any regrets in mm-hmm. life right mm-hmm. so say i pass this opportunity up right and no i have to do a regular job because that's what society wants me to do a regular job mm-hmm. uh i would have been like oh what if i had done this mm-hmm. what ifs what, like, if? what ifs yeah, yeah. I, i don't want any what ifs yeah like that's uh so worst worst case scenario what will happen uh it doesn't work out i still have my degrees i can get a job like that like right away yeah. so it's 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 a no no lose scenario like mm-hmm. essentially and if it works out great mm-hmm. i have a new skill and yeah so so you done those photo shoots yeah so so how it happened so i joined up a website so it's model mayhem so i was still part time back then uh-huh. i was staying in hamilton then oh, okay uh, at that point So I joined up this website called Model Mayhem that's where you know models can post their pictures and they get connected with photographers mm-hmm. wanting to do photo shoots and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when they and it's mostly a trade. Mm-hmm. So they take your photos, they give they give all of their photos to you for free. Okay. And you give them your time. Right. And they they can use the photos like whatever like for galleries and they like have, they for, have the rights. Yeah, they have the rights and I have the right to use the photos. however i wish okay so i did like a ton of those mm-hmm. and i just i started adding stuff to my instagram my photos mm-hmm. and so eventually so then i moved to toronto in uh, september right yeah september 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 of last year 2019 2019 cool cool yeah. oh wow so as i moved here in october so mm. Okay, cool. So it's not yeah. that long ago. No, not at all. Uh-huh. It wasn't much of a move because Hamilton's right there. Yeah, yeah. I have a car. I just packed all my stuff up and just, you know. But you moved here specifically for your to pursue your career in So what do you call it? Modeling, acting or something else? It's 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 modeling. Uh-huh. It's modeling. Not not an actor as of yet, but the logical so I'm a lifestyle model, so lifestyle is mostly doing print ads, commercials mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. the logical path from lifestyle modeling is being an actor right yeah cool okay so you moved to toronto and what else have you done like in terms of like pursue your dream like did you do like more photo shoots did you connect to people how did this work oh no do i you kept have, do, I, do you have like an agency like how does this work i kept doing photo shoots and then still at that point of time i was still uh, working with enterprise okay oh, cool. and <laughs> it was uh and it's it's quite it's a bit challenging because these things are very erratic they don't have a set schedule mm-hmm. and un- understandably like when you're working full time they can't allow you to just go um 
just take a couple days off in the week randomly mm-hmm. oh i have to do a photo shoot and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that's totally understand like no job would do that right mm-hmm. so i kept doing photo shoots and at still that point it was still a part time thing i had no intention of making it my full time right uh job uh, but then like close to the end of the year i uh, got a like I, i got a call from spot 6 management they're mm-hmm. they're like one of the best agencies in toronto mm-hmm. and they offered me a two year contract as an oh, lifestyle wow. model yeah cool How does this work? They just call you up and say, "Hey, we'll like your pictures." No, they have a so just like in baseball, football, they have scouts who go places and like see people. Uh-huh. So they also have uh, they also have agents and scouts who see people like on Instagram and all those social media and see if anyone any face stands out uh-huh. and then they reach out to them. So they they reached out to me. Uh-huh. And uh they uh, they spoke with me and then they called me in for a chat and uh-huh. then, yeah that that was very excited yeah totally <laughs> nice so at that point i was thinking yeah i will I'll so do- what kind of contract was that it's it's essentially uh, an exclusive contract that i can't work for any other agency uh-huh but again it's it's not like a regular job mm-hmm. it's still an on call kind of thing mm-hmm. and and it's up to me they'll they'll get me the auditions with moles and like all like mm-hmm. all those big brand companies mm-hmm. but if i'm not good enough to get those ads i mm-hmm. get nothing so you pretty much started in september so right in terms of like seriously taking it seriously and moving to toronto and all of that uh i i was doing it even in hamilton but uh september was when i moved to toronto and that was also because of you know like i have friends in toronto mm-hmm. i used to come here practically every weekend so i was like yeah hamilton's a great place to stay and it's like so so much cheaper it's like half the price the rent is half right yeah but i was like yeah like you know like i'm just wasting my time staying in hamilton mm-hmm. because it's 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 great for families and stuff you know like when you mm-hmm. have a family you want to raise a family for for like a young single like a guy it's, it's not really mu- nothing much to do right so so tell me do you do you like do you still like it do you enjoy it do you, you are not disappointed in how this world works like going to castings like do you feel anxious about it how do you feel it is challenging like mm-hmm. uh, i'll be honest it's it's really challenging because you have the thing is uh just 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 good looks like just looks won't get you anything because everyone there is good looking mm-hmm. it's It's not really about that, right? Mm-hmm. It's about how you're in front of the camera and there's there's hundreds of people. There's like mm-hmm. 50, 60 people at the auditions. Right. And so what would you say like what do you need to do besides just being good looking? Do you need to like what would what advice would you give to to like an aspiring um you know be model? on time. Be on time. Okay. Number one, like the most important, even with the, all the photo shoots I've done, mm-hmm. the biggest problem the photographers and everyone has with models is they are not on time, mm-hmm. and then they cancel, and they cancel all the time. They just don't come. So if oh okay, so they cancel all the time. Yeah, just 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 be punctual. Be on time. Fifty percent, uh, it's done. That's, that's that's all you have to do. Just be on time. Oh, so cancel. if you're not on time, they cancel. No, no, no. Uh, say say I have a photo shoot with you the photographer right i'll just i'll just either most most models are not on time mm-hmm. they're like half an hour an hour why, do, why is that like why are they not on time what the hell it's like no self discipline mostly they're younger younger guys and girls uh-huh. like 18 19 they don't they don't care oh, okay they don't care so either they're not on time or they say don't show up got it and then everyone's time is wasted right the yeah. photographers come there at the location yeah. and they don't message and no and or they'll say oh sorry can't come mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so just be on time mm-hmm. and uh eight two is have a good attitude okay so be like chill smiling smiling have a be willing be willing to do what they tell you to do in terms of like being in front of the camera whatever yeah yeah, yeah. So these are the two basic things that like, anyone can do like mm-hmm. and if you if you have these two things you like people would like you and that's that's like that's most of the things people should mm-hmm. like you people should like working with you right and so attitude is important attitude is very important yeah 
So like an interpersonal relationships, right? Like yeah. just just be nice. And what about like starting a, a chat, a conversation? Like what what about all the soft skills? Like do you have to be sociable to to do that, or like what's um, look? I'm uh, just thinking like what else can you do to like succeed? Look, man, it's essentially acting. So even even if you're not social, you can act. Yeah, you can act like yeah, you can act to be social. So it's not really a skill which is required. Mm-hmm. You just have to seem genuine mm-hmm. and not fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so being social isn't you can always try to be social it's not it's not the end of mm-hmm. the world right what is the hardest part about it about you know going to casting and, and it's it's very uh as i said it, there's no set schedule so you might not have anything for two months mm-hmm. uh three months and then all of a sudden you'll have like three three uh projects mm-hmm. it's and that that's tough because a, you can't hold a regular full-time job mm-hmm. because, again, it's on call. You mm-hmm. get called in for auditions like, I'll get a message today, okay, tomorrow's an audition, go there. Right. Um, you can't hold a regular full-time job. Is there anything you can do to, like, increase your productivity? Or, like, ben- like, how can you, like, increase your hmm. uh, p- uh, probability of success in this industry? Do you Because you're already signed with an agent. Yeah, right? yeah, Like, yeah. do you need to hit them up? Like, hey, yo, I'm ready, I'm ready to go, so come just on. Keep, just keep asking them... Uh, for feedback uh-huh. okay so i went to the audition obviously it wasn't successful yeah did they give you any feedback mm-hmm. and another thing and i would i would do that as well in the near future is get some acting classes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. because you need to have to do a little bit of acting because right. for what i'm doing i'm not a uh, runway model for runway modeling you don't need acting right but for lifestyle you, you just have do. to have that cold steel face cold steel face the bitch face <laughs> bitch face <laughs> uh sure hey how do you keep in shape uh working out man lifting heavy working out uh-huh and what's your weight right now uh, 140 uh-huh cool one 140 m so yeah it's that that's a major part of uh modeling as well you gotta stay in shape because what you do is if when you have low body fat percentage uh-huh your face gets more chiseled yeah uh and that's that's what they want yeah, they want that cheekbone structure. They want that. They want this, like this thing. This and like this thing is yeah, to like yeah. stick out. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So cheekbone and the f- jaw. And like it should be like eighteen percent or less of body fat to like oh, achieve. Oh no, eighteen percent is too high. Oh yeah. Uh, ten percent is. Jesus Christ! Do you even measure your fat right now, like the percentage? Yeah. Was, or so... it just kind of works out for you, so you <laughs> just like work it well. Plus, I'm at I'm at I'm at ten percent or lower. So. Oh my god! Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm probably at like thirty five. <laughs> Just fine. You don't uh, unless you're in modeling right. or you don't really need to be below ten percent. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just. It, I feel like you actually need to be above ten percent in most <laughs> of the cases, <laughs> just for the health reasons. Yeah, hundred percent. But anyway, so you're lifting a lot. Yeah. So you're not like you didn't mention any cardio. So you just. Strictly... I don't do cardio. I just lift heavy mostly. That's crazy. So you 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 burn a, you you burn way more calories by lifting heavy than by cardio. So. Cardio is only effective if done after the weights mm-hmm. because the body has glycogen. Mm-hmm. So, which again, you're not a doctor. You're just it's your opinion. No, like, <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I know some. Uh, so I do. I do watch a lot of videos. Right. And at one point, I was flirting with the idea of uh, doing a nutrition. personal training nutrition course, uh-huh. and I might still do that. Uh-huh. So I'm very, in, I'm very interested in this field, mm-hmm. and this is also one of my passions, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the thing with cardio is that you have to, if you just do cardio at the start, uh, you're not really doing anything uh, mm-hmm. because cardio, like just uh, regular cardio doesn't deplete your glycogen levels to the point and after that you don't have enough strength in the muscles to lift heavy. Mm-hmm. So the best way to do cardio is lift heavy and by lifting heavy, I mean you should be struggling to do six or seven reps. Mm. You shouldn't be able to do 10 Right. If you're doing 10, then you're not lifting heavy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, lift heavy. Man, I'm watching, I, I want to go to the gym right now. Just to <laughs> freaking lift heavy. No, you got, you got, you got a good, uh, been, you got good arms. Man. Yeah, yeah. I've been slacking though. Like, I don't know. Like lately, like my motivation went down in terms yeah. of working out. And I don't know what it is. I think it's one of the factors is the fact, well, first of all, I ran out of my pre-workout, but I don't know. I think that's just like You don't need pre-workout. I think that's weird. psychological. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's totally psychological. <laughs> but the fact that like my gym is two floors below me. Yeah. And I feel like it's always there. No, it's not going literally anywhere. Literally no effort. Literally no effort no to effort. get there, right? Yeah. Like when I used to have my gyms, like, you know, 
several blocks like very far yeah. away i had to drive there it was like okay i'm in a mission like this yeah. needs to be done like i need yeah. this needs to be worth it now i was just like i'm just gonna go like try to do a couple reps i'm just gonna go <laughs> so i really need to get into that mentality is that to get that discipline to yeah. get that pump um but for me personally always what i feel like uh, a 60 percent or 70 percent of like successful you know just getting in shape is diet of course like, yeah for me it's just what are you eating so you lose you lose weight in the kitchen you don't lose weight in the gym yeah uh but you just shape up and you your body in the gym right so if you if you're if you're if you're eating healthy and eating well in the kitchen you'll not you'll not get even if you're not doing gym mm-hmm. you'll not gain weight Mm-hmm. So you not go overweight. So you have to first eat eat yeah. well. So a little bit closer to the mic if possible. Yeah. yeah, feel free to adjust it. Like you can like yeah, put it up. Yeah. Um, what do you eat right now? What's your diet consist of? Uh, so I mostly uh, go for the stuff that's easiest to make. <laughs> What's that? So that's usually rice, brown rice and beans. Uh huh. Brown rice and lentils. Are you a vegetarian? No. Okay. It's just like I couldn't be bothered. Just eat cooking meat. Getting chicken and just cooking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for protein, so I have uh, I have eggs, eggs a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, some I have tofu, avocado. I have a lot of fruits. I I eat a lot of nuts, mm-hmm. almonds, walnuts, right. Uh, Brazil nuts, they're very good for everything. I ate a lot of almonds just lately, and yeah. I feel like they really dehydrate you. And I don't know if you, you're not because almonds have a lot of omega six, almonds and walnuts. Uh-huh. If you're not care, if you eat. There's this 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 such thing as eating too much almonds. Yeah. Because if you eat too much of them, you have a lot of omega six, uh-huh. and that causes that that's really bad for the skin and stuff. Right. And I was guilty of doing that. I I was having like uh, until recently, like two three days, I was having like oh uh, like yeah yeah yeah, and it just yeah I, I heard about that yeah yeah. yeah. But it's, for me, like it's 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 mostly was like I feel like the water retains more if I'm eating almonds. Like, it's got a lot body. of fiber and stuff, so it it can if you eat too much, your body can process. Mm, I that, see that amount yeah so it has to be in moderation it's great mm-hmm. as long as it's in moderation just like any other thing man. yeah yeah uh, I had a bag of them from Kazakhstan like yeah. a kilo yeah. and I was just like eating and, and the problem with me if food is on the table I'm gonna eat it yeah. that's why I don't have a lot of food in my place because yeah. I'm just like I'm controlling myself by restricting myself from yeah. any sort of yeah. nutrition uh, but it's there, and I'm like I gotta finish it. I want, I want to eat it. So finally, I got through that. So right. I think, and and all of a sudden, I'm like two kilograms less after <laughs> after I don't have it. Hey, so I t- kind of touched on that, but uh, want you, I want to hear your opinion. Well, how do you do? You face any stigma in in terms of like the fact that you're into this acting, modeling sort of role and not into engineering doctor role? Right, like, right, do, right. How do you do? You have like. Do you have like your family members, your friends? Do they do they sort of look at you weirdly, like because you're doing that and not the traditional way? No, it's it's uh it's more of everyone's like, oh wow, you know, oh, you're doing uh because it's it's not something which most people do and right and it's a very offbeat and like a different path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you you touched upon the stigma and there's I I, I believe there's some of it as well mm-hmm. because uh people think I mean some people think. If you're doing something like modeling or something like this, you, you just you know you're not you're not intelligent. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything else, and you that's why you're doing this, right? Right. You're not qualified. So uh, yeah, that that is a stigma that people sometimes have. They don't think they're surprised when I tell them, "Oh, I have, mm-hmm. I have like two masters. I have I've done an MBA," mm-hmm. and because they just assume that I would be like dumb. Mm-hmm. was that for you like i don't know how do you feel about it like switching like cardinal like yeah. taking a pivot to modeling yeah. right from being an mba and, and like yeah. i guess uh, aspiring to be some sort of a leader you know manager yeah um was that a huge step for you i know that you you don't have any problem working at mcdonald's like while yeah, you're yeah. doing an mba but like was that like the complete change of your trajectory professionally was that a challenge for you were you thinking about that or you just knew that you want to do it and do you want to do it actually no so i didn't so i knew i wanted to do it i didn't like for me again as i said i don't want to miss an opportunity mm-hmm. and there's like the rest of my life to do a regular job right I, I can do that whenever i can so to be honest i didn't think much about it i knew i wanted to do it and it's not a it was it wasn't a very big deal to change mm-hmm. because from my perspective, not a lot of people get this chance. Right. So. Oh well, yeah, you're pretty much in this 
industry it's and you're in the best place to be yeah especially in canada yeah, yeah. um uh, but do you feel like do you feel like you're I don't know. If I were you, I would be stressing out sometimes. And I usually stress out a lot. But like mm. the fact that you're like, oh man, like, you know, I maybe can do this, but I'm not doing this. Like I'm missing out on that opportunity. And there's there's a bit of yeah, uh, you're right. There's a bit of uh, like not stress, anxiety, but there's uncertainty uh-huh. because um, right now, like I'm just doing like photo shoots and stuff. I don't have. Uh, I, I've done like some some commercial work. But it's not regular, you know, and I, I it's I'm still going to auditions and just, right. you know, it's in the, in that phase. Mm-hmm. So as of now, I don't have much work. And mm-hmm. again, you have the to beginning have, of your path as yeah, well. you have to have money coming in from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's a bit struggle. So, and the only thing you can, I know I can, like anyone can sustain this is they have to have a side hustle or a mm-hmm. side job. Mm-hmm. If if someone is just relying on this and uh, just just holding out that they'll get something, mm-hmm. it won't work out that way because then that you have the desperation that shows when you go for auditions as well. You can't be seem desperate. Got so, it. And then it just doesn't work out. Do you have any role models that you look up to in this industry or acting as well? Uh, role models. Um, like I do follow some uh, models. Like uh, there's a model called Daniel Meritz. Mm-hmm. He's a like he's a very big model from uh, South Africa, mm-hmm. and uh, he just I do watch uh, I do watch his videos, and mm-hmm. he talks about uh, like how to be uh, how like the diet, like mm-hmm. your attitude, and everything else. He's a very very nice personality and uh, very a uh, a good inspiration uh, to follow. So yeah, I do mm-hmm. uh, do follow him. I also connect with him on Instagram. Like and yeah, he also like messaged me back once. So that was great. Oh cool! <laughs> I love when you know celebrities yeah. do that. It's yeah, really yeah. A, you know a great touch, and I feel like everyone should do that. Yeah. In terms of celebrities, and everyone should DM uh, their idols and role models on Instagram, and right. just you know, such a great platform because you can uh, you can essentially reach out to anyone. And if you're lucky enough, you uh, you'll get a reply back, and that's, that that feels very nice. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, to conclude this conversation, which yeah. was a great conversation, I was wondering, like, for young, for young aspiring, just you know, people like let's say from your country, like, yeah. what would you that want to come to Canada and, yeah. and achieve this great success yeah. uh, in whatever they want to do? Yeah. What would you tell them? How how they should how they should the, approach the right this? career path, right? Uh, so my first advice would be to apply like come as a permanent resident Mm -hmm. because what i did was i came as a student and then applied for my residency Mm -hmm. uh the reason i say that is even if you want to study right uh the fees difference is massive Mm -hmm. if you like i for example spend about eighty five thousand dollars eighty to eighty five thousand dollars on my uh, mba Mm -hmm. If I was a Canadian resident, which I am now, mm-hmm. uh, I would have spent like forty, and mm-hmm. I would, I, I would have gotten a very low interest loan as well mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. So one come as come as a permanent resident, and because there's there's always a difference. Uh, like it's way like I won't say it's easier to get a job, but then you you're not. I mean. You, you're more at peace from I mean, like you know like I'm a resident I don't there's no you don't clock. have to answer to like will you require a sponsorship in the future exactly and like, yeah. yeah 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 that's that's what I like it's just like finally I can just say no <laughs> yeah and that's one come as a permanent resident and be just get out of your comfort zone don't stay in don't stay where everyone is staying mm-hmm. because then you won't Canada is a great place mm-hmm. because you can get to meet so many different people you wouldn't have met otherwise ever. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a good example is that I'm I met with you, right? Yeah, and we're doing this podcast. Yeah, and, yeah. And now you know other people will listen to you. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. Hey, quick question! I just remembered. Yeah. Um, on your Instagram, there was a post where you are wearing like the boxing outfit. What, what was that for? It was just like a photo shoot, or yeah, it was a photo shoot? Yeah, it was a sports uh, sports themed photo shoot. Nice. So there's one with the football. There's like a basketball. Cool, cool. Yeah. Hey, how can people follow you? Like, where where do they need to like? What's what's your Instagram handle? Uh, so my Instagram is druv26. 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 Yeah. Why 26? Oh, that's my birth uh, birth date. Oh, okay. Twenty <laughs> sixth of July. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. And we're both twenty eight. 
28, yeah, yeah, yeah. 28. It's crazy. Yeah. Same age, both MBAs. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, like we have surprisingly a lot in common. You also have an economics background, an MBA, yeah. economics, and MBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I haven't really met anyone like that before. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Both of us good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just you are. You're the one. You're the handsome one. <laughs> Anyways, hey, Drew, thanks so much for coming Thank to you. my podcast. Uh, if, if there's anything else you'd like to do, like a shout out to, to whoever, you feel free to do it right now or if, if there's any other way to reach you. Uh, you can give your phone numbers. Go ahead. If if, uh, <laughs> if not, somebody no, just just reach me out. If uh, like it'll be amazing if you could uh, follow me on Instagram and I'll like just message me uh, druv26 and yeah, just uh, DM me anytime. And yeah, my email is also same druv2691. The 91 is when I was born uh, at gmail.com. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Drew, thanks so much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. This was Azizi Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Watch, like, subscribe. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and all the uh, podcasting platforms, as well as this video platform. So uh, thanks for listening and thanks for watching. Goodbye.